This is professional wrestling announcer and sports host, The Young Professor, and you are listening to the From Corner to Corner podcast. First thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap podcast out of my sight. Don't just get it out of my sight, get it off the air. Because we have proven without a shadow of doubt that you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you click your sounds and edit your videos and it didn't get you anywhere. You talk about your Apple podcast and Anchor 316. Well, Corner to Corner 316 says we just whooped your tail. All they got to do is go out and buy a cheap microphone, try to regain what they had in their prime. As far as the podcast rankings, we are giving notice to every one of them, and we don't give a dang. They are all on Corner to Corner's list, and we're starting to run through them all. As far as that number one spot is considered, we don't give a dang if it's Jeff Jarrett's My World or Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks. Corner to Corner's time has come, and when we get our shot, you're looking at the next number one podcast out there, and that's the bottom line, because Sean and Neil said so. That was good. I mean, listen, if we're going to open up the WrestleMania show, why not open it up stupendously or stupidously? I don't know. <laughs> but either way, that opened it up. I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, it was solid. I, I, I spent a lot of time uh, rewriting that last night. I mean, your Stone Cold was uh, lacking. Yeah, I, I had a really he good... The, I, he, he did. I actually he was doing that. He was. I was, was doing research. Yeah. I, no, I was doing research. Yeah. I uh, I had a really good Stone Cold on the way home today. Couldn't mimic, couldn't mimic it again. Couldn't pull it back. I don't know where the heck it went. As you can hear, we there's a third voice. Yeah, a third voice. We've brought That's, back... Uh, Mark Muncy. Mark Muncy. Or back with us. Mr. Heiner's Bread himself. Mr. Heiner's Bread. But. We've got somebody else. VKP pulled open the wallet. Yeah. And he brought, he was in hibernation. He brought in Brett Claus. Yep. Brett Claus is here. Yeah, Brett Claus. Wes, welcome to the show. No Sean 316. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't put some sort of uh, abbreviation at the end of that? Come on. <laughs> All right, well, that was the last time Brett Claus going to be on the show. <laughs> Comes on our show and starts bashing us. So, we're going to do the Mania show, but we have to get this off the table we first, do. right? We do. Neil, you're an old school guy. I'm an old school guy. Right? I'm old school. You're you're probably late 80s, early 90s, right? Probably. That's fair. But are you prime iron chic? That's the question. <laughs> I'm not prime iron chic. Because that was early 80s, at, you know, when he was prime. So that's even older, old school. Right. That was old school. I have to, we, we're just giving Wes a hard time. Because he said he was a prime Iron Sheik guy. Hey, he listen. said he started watching probably prime Iron Sheik time. That's right. He wasn't quite an old school guy. Well, well all right then. So we figure Iron Sheik won, won the world title about 83 off about Bob Backlund. So... I just said, I just we poke fun at your age, and then you walk into it like this. I so. mean, you know, the salt and pepper in my hair does show, does tell my age for sure. And you're you're younger than me, right? Yeah, he's, I'm he's 57. about six months older than you. 
I'm younger. younger than you. Okay. Well, he doesn't know. Yeah. So you're medicine. Oh, the same age. Oh, so seventy six. Yes. Yeah. Medicine. He's uh, <laughs> starting to wear off. So Wes, how was the Great Depression? <laughs> it was hard, but we had butternut bread. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired! You did not just come here and mention <laughs> butternut bread on this podcast. I, I think he did. We did. We did say that there could be a Texas toast, a Texas toaster match. I, you know, oh hey, hey, boys, put the butter knives down, okay? <laughs> put the butter knives down. Well, guys, that jam has a family. <laughs> jam it, man, jam it. The crust is broken in half. God is my witness that that toast will never be the same. All right, we we digress. <laughs> well, we've talked about it for three days. All we was going to do was laugh this whole <laughs> on the show, and it's probably what will happen. So we come together to celebrate WrestleMania, and we thought, what better way to do it than to you know bring on two of our very loyal listeners that we have, and um, you know we're glad to bring Wes on for the first time, and you know you all. Have, been through a couple of these shows. We we always, whenever there's a one of the big four is going, we always kind of do like a super show. So this is like our WrestleMania spectacular. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite moments from WrestleMania, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show with our uh, Rushmore of WrestleMania entrances, our favorite WrestleMania entrances of all time. So I think that'll be pretty cool. And then we'll ultimately pick the card somewhere through that uh, through the show. I don't know if we'll do that first or if we'll wind up doing that last. But we're going to do it. We are going to do it. So, Wes, what's your favorite WrestleMania moment? We'll let you start off since oh, it's your gosh. first time. Yeah, straight to me. That's fantastic. Yeah, why not? Um, I don't know. I, WrestleMania, I don't think I have a WrestleMania moment. It's just, just WrestleMania in itself is just incredible. You've got all the stars there, all the celebrities that are there. As we mentioned, we're going to do the um, the Rushmore of entrances. All the entrances are just way over than normal. So... All the just sitting there with my son, especially as much as anything, just watching all the WrestleManias is probably. I don't have a favorite. I just can't think of a favorite. They're all that good. Yeah, I. I mean, it's the. I mean, it's the lifeblood of wrestling. It's right? the, we, the we've, we've talked about that so many times that if just a couple weeks ago, if WrestleMania one doesn't work, what does wrestling look like now? And it. It's safe to assume that it doesn't look anything like it is now. It's probably still all territorial. I just noticed Neil is wearing his Roosevelt's WrestleMania shirt. That's pretty cool. I like that one. You're welcome for that. Yeah, I did that. Just That's for that is definitely one that I could see myself wearing. So what's well, not for sale? I probably couldn't wear it. So if you could, it's still not for sale. <laughs> they but sell. If Roosevelt wanted to sponsor the podcast. By all means, <laughs> by all means, send me more shirts. Right. Absolutely. And we will. We'll definitely mention it every segment. I mean, this is WrestleMania 37, 38. Which one is it? 30? It's 38. Yeah, 38. 38. I mean, there's been a lot of gigantic moments. I mean, just just the entrances alone. I mean, <laughs> I was watching videos and studying because, I mean, you remember a lot of them and then you forget a lot of them. Yeah. And good Especially grief. at your age. 
I mean, yes. definitely forget a lot right. of your age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he remembers back when Luthes used to just do the press. It wasn't even, <laughs> had he been named after him yet. I mean, Stone Cold hadn't started doing it yet. I, I, he was, I don't even know. Who <laughs> fancy. I have no idea. Luthes? Yeah. Stone Cold, when he jumped on the people, when they come off the ropes, and he, like, bind them. Start, it's called the Luthes Press? No? Did not know that. Yeah, you all. While we're mortal, I man. watched the Stone Cold episode of Monday Night Wars. They never mentioned the Luthes press at all. I, th- I think I'm about to leave. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you talk about how old and I am and Wes is, but you pull off some of the most historic stuff. It's because this is what keeps me up at night. Okay. Well, apparently, I I like to go to sleep. So, what about you? You got a favorite moment? I w- I got a favorite match. And okay. it's the Bret Hart Stone Cold WrestleMania 13, the double turn. I love everything about it. Love the way it was set up. Love the crowd. Just absolutely. I don't know if it was scripted or not. I mean, obviously, we know who wins. But. Still real to me! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was 12 year old Neil coming out for a minute. I, I just no, love everything it, about it was that. 35 year old Neil coming out. <laughs> I'm 37. 37-year-old <laughs> That was a... We're falling apart here. That was, a, that was a big part on the Stone Cold episode during that Monday Night War thing. They were, they were talking about that. That, that, was, that was literally the, the moment that catapulted him. You know, we, we, we've talked about this, how when he got the pile drive from Owen Hart had the neck injury. I mean, he he refused to leave. I mean, he came back out the next night. They, I mean, he had a bruised uh, neck or spinal cord or whatever. He's like, I can't, I can't take time off. And it was a gigantic risk for him, which ultimately wound up to him having to have that surgery, you know, a couple of years later and shortened his career. You know, but when you look at that story about him, how he fought where he had to fight so hard to get to where he wanted to be, because WCW basically didn't see anything with him after the Hogan signing and after Bischoff took over. Prior to that, they were pushing him like crazy. And then once Bischoff got in, Bischoff's like, nah, I didn't really see it. And they, and they shoved him off to the side. And... Even Vince didn't realize what he well, had when he, he first was, came in. He was U.S. champion. He had the the bold cut blonde hair, wore the robes, stunning, stunning Steve. Steve. I mean, he thought that he was well on his way to being the second coming of Ric Flair. Like he thought that's the kind of push he was going to get. And then, and that's multiple times that WCW did that to him. Uh, he, him, and Flying Brian, the Hollywood Blondes, they were just getting it rolling, and all of a sudden they called him and was like. Yeah, you're not a tag team anymore. Yeah. And then he became a singles wrestler again, got the U.S. belt, and then they're like, ah, yeah, we don't really have anything else to do with you. And it's like, my goodness, man. I mean, he had like three, and you know, the, the ups and downs. He was he was starting to get the push, then they put him in the tag team. Then he started liking doing the tag team because they were taking off, nah, like you said, and they just never saw it. And then, of course, what really changed is when Ted DiBiase left the WWF 
And he didn't have the mouthpiece of right. the ringmaster anymore. Well, because when they brought him in, his whole gimmick was he didn't talk. And he was the ringmaster. And he had just, you know, the buzz cut and all that going. And it it still looks weird watching it. Like, I'm like, that's weird. But what changed for Steve Austin was the three months he spent in ECW. Uh, and, you know, that's another topic for another day because this, this is WrestleMania and that's ECW. ECW might still be around if they had WrestleMania. But they didn't. So... Stone Cold Steve Austin, the double turn, maybe one of the more iconic moments from WrestleMania as he's powering up out of the sharpshooter, blood dripping off his front tooth. Uh, of course, you had a legitimate uh, tough guy in Ken Shamrock that was the that was a special guest referee. I'll never forget, he pulls Bret Hart off. And Bret Hart goes back and locks him back in the, and, and then he does like the suplex on him and squares up with him. And I was like, oh, okay, all right then. I mean, just the, just him passing out wasn't the turn. Like, like it was all that afterwards. He had to put the icing on the cake. Right. I mean, the fans had started cheering for Austin at this point. That was a complete, <laughs> that was the complete, like 360. Mm-hmm. It was, let's, and, and, you know, it's funny though. America is the only place that Stone Cold continued to be cheered and Bret Hart continued to get booed. Everywhere else they would go, right. it was the other way around. Bret Hart was still a face. Stone Cold was getting uh, booed. But in America, the scripts uh, were completely Well, fine. you know, I mean, in, in today's society now, you can understand that because we're a bunch of crazy people. Uh-huh. So, and, and they that was the time, right? That was the epitome of... No, every every employee thought they were being taken advantage of. Nobody liked their bosses, and Stone Cold just fit that script one thousand percent. Right. I mean, solid. It's definitely solid moment. That moment was on mine as well. I mean, personally, my favorite WrestleMania match was the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I mean, of course, that was legit hatred between those two. And they went out and put on a 60-plus minute match. That actually kind of surprises me. I figured your favorite match would be title versus title, Hogan versus Warrior. Well, it, it, it's on my list. And I, I thought about it. But, I mean, if we're going to talk about technical wrestling. Oh, I didn't you know, know we were talking yeah, about technical yeah. wrestling. I didn't know yeah. we were adding caveats yeah. to But it. I did like, I, obviously, the, the, the Warrior-Hogan Matches on it was on my list, but I I think my favorite one is that Iron Man match. I got it. It's amazing how many matches Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, and Bret Hart were all a part of that were you know huge WrestleMania matches. What about you, uh, Neilosaurus? I mean, most of my favorite matches probably the the Bob Backlund uh, Iron <laughs> Sheik match of '83. I mean, it was good. Uh, well, I almost went Roddy Piper, Gold Dust, Hollywood backlot brawl that showed the O.J. Simpson <laughs> car chase footage. I almost went with that one, but I was like, I better not. I almost picked Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. That was a classic. Solid. Dave Meltzer five star. Yeah, that it's way. I mean, up I don't know how we can compete with this kind of list. And then you had the Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton match a few years ago where, like, they did the crazy stuff, like the, the worms in the ring that nobody, that except the people that were watching on TV, knew that because nobody else could tell what it was. I mean, Apparently it, Randy Orton could because he was flopping all over yeah, the ring. scared. 
Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he's scared of images of worms, I guess. But, I mean, all those are all up there. But the, what about the, wasn't Sena and uh, Fiend it? Or was it Bray? It wasn't the Fiend that, yeah, it was the Fiend yeah. that Cena went against, wasn't it? That was one he disappeared. No, it was against Bray. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a cinematic then, match, right? Yeah. Lord. And then, uh, but serious, I think when you talk about my favorite matches, you have to start with WrestleMania three, and Hogan versus Andre. Classic match. I think, you know, if you look up iconic match from WrestleMania, that's probably the image that's shown. The best match on that card was Ricky Dragon Steamboat versus Randy Savage, Mm -hmm. which is a a banger of a match. But probably most of my matches that that stick out in my mind uh, involve Shawn Michaels. Uh, You have, I mean, he's Mr. WrestleMania, which blows my mind that Undertaker has a WrestleMania streak, but Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. How do you go 6-11 and at WrestleMania and you're Mr. WrestleMania? Because he's the showstopper. He's the showstopper. Because of the moments. So, but you have Shawn Michaels versus Razor in the ladder match. That one's on my list, too. You have Shawn Michaels versus Brett. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Austin in 98. Yeah, with Tyson. Yeah, with Tyson. Yeah. And then that's, when course, Sean, that's when Sean leaves for four years, yes, yeah. uh, because he was he was wrestling with a broken back, which amazes me to this day that he wrestled that entire well, match with a broken back. I think it talks more about his drug usage that he was able to do that. Yeah, and then of course his 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 back to back with the Undertaker. Uh, I mean, probably well, and I mean you got to throw in the uh, Rick Flair. Rick, the Ric Flair match. <laughs> We don't want to make our listeners cry. I mean, I, well, I don't want to start crying. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, who sent that this morning? That was, <laughs> that was me. Because, listen, if watching Shawn Michaels tell Ric Flair, I'm sorry and I love you, before he super kicks him, look, I'm getting the goosebumps talking about it. Okay, I'm about to get choked up. But if that doesn't if that doesn't pull at your heartstrings, then then you don't have a heart. Like, Because I mean, you, got, you, got, you got Flair who's just the – you know, the, the grizzled veteran, and, and he tells him, like, you can see, like, the conflict. It was such good storytelling because Sean doesn't want to do it. But Rick's like, no, come on. Like, like you know, is that all you got? And it, beautiful. But if I remember leading up to that, my, uh, Sean didn't even want to fight no, Rick, right? Rick, Rick, like, kept smacking him and, like, yeah. it, like drew him into the match. Yeah. Probably my favorite Shawn Michaels match was career versus streak, Undertaker. Yeah, there's a whole litany of matches. Shawn, I mean, Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, and he obviously six and eleven. He doesn't have that great of a record at WrestleMania, but he's some of the biggest matches in WrestleMania history. He's he's been involved in. Right. Yeah. Win win, win or lose, biggest moments, biggest matches. I mean, and a, a lot of them involve title exchanges. Yep. You know, or, or at least earlier on. Yep. Not so much after after the fact, but I mean, I mean. For sure, powerful, powerful. All all those are great matches, for sure. Since we've come back around the table, I did think of one. Well, I'm glad. Um, I'm proud of you. <laughs> right? Yeah. A <laughs> new guy. Finally thought of one. Um, you do like wrestling, the, right? <laughs> the tag team match between the Hardys, Christian and Edge, and the Dudley Boys. Was, was that 2000? That was, that was, yeah. I think it was WrestleMania 2000. It was the TLC match? Yeah, the second TLC, the second ever TLC match. And it was just one of those ones where you had your mouth open the whole time the match went on. You were just like, I can't believe these guys are doing what they're doing. 
I just thought it was – it really started something big time. You know, I think my son actually has three or four of just the table ladders and chairs DVDs, at, and, and he still watches those to this day. Well, he doesn't have to watch them on those because he watches them, you know, streaming. But it's it really started something big, um, you know, just that extra wrinkle to the wrestling where well, you and- really put the danger into it. It put all of those guys on the map. Oh yeah, more more so. I mean, the Dudleys had their ECW run. You know, Edge and Christian were just getting started. The Hardys were just getting started. But that was, you know, the whole Attitude Era, the the violence and part of that. I mean, that's Reckless basically aggression. That's basically what they kind of took from ECW because right. they. I mean, what was genius about the whole Attitude Era is the fact that Vince looked at what ECW was doing and what WCW was doing, and it's like, all right, what can we do and make it better? And, you know, that, that that's what they did. So, I mean, that was a huge part of that. Question. Out of those three, Edge became the biggest star, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Hardy probably second. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really proud of you two right now. The Hardy boys were mentioned, and neither one of you just went into fits. I, I'm proud of both of you. I won't talk about his botched swanton last night. Oh, here we go. No, we're not going there. <laughs> He's so the Steiners are going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just pray that Scott Snyder gets a live mic. Like I, like I hope that. Will they let him do math online? I hope so. <laughs> We need Steiner math at the, at, at, at the Hall of Fame. We need Steiner math. Will you be up for the Hall of Fame? It starts at 10 p.m. Friday night. One million percent. I love the Hall of Fame. I will be asleep. How long do you think it lasts? An uh, hour and a half. They'll be done yeah. at 1130. I mean, the Undertaker's going to get 30 minutes. Probably. At least. I still what they've do done. not understand how the Undertaker did not get this class all to himself. It's a small class, though. It is it? a small. It's a it's a class of five. Yeah, Char- um, uh, Queen Charmel's going to get a stand up and a, and a shake. I'm wondering. Sit back down. I'm wondering if it's not going to be done tomorrow during the day, and they're just going to show it tomorrow night. I, they, they've never said it's going to be live. I don't think. In which case, oh, I would. Yeah, they'll would cut agree. out a lot of it. Yeah, but the Hall of Fame has always been one of my most favorite things to watch, and it's because I. I'm a nerd, but I enjoy listening to their speeches, and because um, he's an old school guy. I mean, listen, the Ric Flair. If the Ric Flair Hall of Fame speech doesn't get you in all the feels, nothing will. I mean, because I don't know if you know much about Ric Flair. Dude cries at drop of a hat. Right. <laughs> well, we did the Scott Hall intro a couple weeks right. ago. Yeah, yep. uh, you know, and he has one of the most iconic lines ever yep. at, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So uh, you know. Uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Right. I mean, Undertaker, or Undertaker, shoot, Ultimate Warrior gets inducted and is dead three day, or two days like later. That? You know? Did you like the Ultimate Warrior? You almost said Undertaker. I did, yeah. Undertaker snarls too, right? Yeah. Obviously, Vader's induction speech is going to be non-existent because it's going to be a family member of his, and he's just going to thank you for... It's really a shame that Vader... Did not get inducted while he was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to give. I I hope I'm wrong, but Scott Steiner's not going to be given a live mic that long. 
He needs a live mic. He needs a anytime he's around, he needs a live mic. He's fantastic. Um, you know, NFL does like the mic'd up. Yeah, I want Scott Steiner mic'd up all WrestleMania weekend, oh, just, the whole weekend. Like, and you should be able to pay like twenty bucks and just have a streaming where you just get to listen to Scott Steiner, <laughs> like they do for the college football playoff. You got one channel dedicated to sidelines. Right. Let's have you know how Monday Night Football does the uh, Manning, Manning cast. Yeah, the Manning yes. cast. I want a Steiner cast for WrestleMania. Oh, yes. I want a Steiner cast where Rick does nothing but bark like he used to. Oh, 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 oh. And then I want Scott doing math. Just a board of math. I mean, he, like, does does Rick come out and he running in circles barking? <laughs> with the headgear With the headgear. Uh, the Steiners, long overdue. Queen Charmel, easy because they're from Texas. Uh, keep... Keep Booker happy. And then you got Shad. Uh, I'm looking f- forward to Shad uh, getting, you know, the Warrior Award. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, he's, he's getting the Warrior Award. So, um, but I mean, the cream of the crop is the Undertaker. So they have, while he's not the only one, they've put him in a class where the other guys may take up 20 or 30 minutes. And then the Undertaker will have the rest of the show. I mean, yeah. for one, it goes to show you how big of a deal it is that it's Vince that's inducting him. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. BKM. Has he inducted anyone else? Yes. He inducted uh, Austin. I mean, I mean, theoretically, two of his biggest ever. I mean, right. Austin saves the WWF from going bankrupt. He does. I mean, in, in all honesty. And, the ta- and Taker, along with Shawn Michaels, are the two most loyal employees he's ever had. I guess you can and, throw John Cena in there now, too. You know, but John I Cena think, had nowhere else to go. I think back to our top 50 list. And the more the time passes, the more I wonder if Austin shouldn't have been number one. And the reason being is, he truly did change the entire perspective Hogan was the worldwide star late 80s mm-hmm. through the 90s. But until Austin hit the scene, it's like... It became a phenomenon. It, it, it did. It's in a silly comparison. It's, a, it's the happy Gilmore effect, right? It, he brought people in that weren't wrestling fans. Right. They're like, well, who's this Stone Cold guy? And then they tune in and they see him beating up the boss and drinking beer. And I'm like, I like this guy. He's awesome. I'm going to watch him. But my 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 response to that would be, without Hogan, Austin doesn't get that opportunity. Right. Just going back to last week's episode, um, if, if Hogan doesn't have his moment with Andre, where is WrestleMania? Where is the WWE? Because it made it, you know, yeah. it, it went – that's, to the moon. That's what makes it so great. To, to the moon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love any time I can work in a good camera grind for efforts. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, what's the, uh, oh yeah, don't forget, you got to try to get your, uh, uh, bad, uh, bad street. Uh, oh, I do. Uh, yeah. My, my, my Freebirds reference. I got Freebirds reference. That's, yeah, that's another, that's another topic for another episode, but it seems like NXT, I think, is actually, Back on a I was gonna upward, say, it, upward uh, it's it's getting much better. It's getting much better. Um, you know, since they took Triple H out I, of everything. I think the awkwardness 
I, and, and I think a lot of the re- reason, because they wanted to get Triple H, his, his fingerprints off of it, so they had to do the reboot. Yep. But now that the kinks have been worked out of the reboot, I actually think it's a really good product right now. Yeah. I turned it on the other night. I didn't recognize anybody in three matches. Cameron Grimes was the first one that I recognized. I haven't turned it on in weeks. Well, part of that, the reason you don't recognize anybody, is because we changed names on there. You know, we got Gunther now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but listen, well, he might even be. Though he might be called Gunther. He I still know hits who like he Walter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be Gunther, but he still hits like Walter. I that's, saw that's he true. he tweeted out some stand and deliver. I'm yeah. like, okay, man, here yeah. we go. Yeah. So I think him and La Knight uh, yeah. have a match. La Knight's a he's a he's a future world champion. He's really good. He's going to get beat up really bad by Gunther. I, I'm not so sure. Did you know that comes on at 1 p.m. Saturday? I knew it was on in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah, 1 p.m. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be doing a fantasy baseball draft at that point. So You won't, you won't be drafting yet. Sounds That's exciting. True. Hey, wait until next week's right. show. We're recapping the whole, sh- the, whole, the whole draft. The whole shebang. The whole show is going to be oh, recapping man. the draft. Talk about fantasy baseball. I'm busy that night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me hit the unsubscribe button real quick. <laughs> and we just lost all our followers. So <laughs> And half our hosts. <laughs> oh shoot. We we've got another we've got another podcast that we like message back and forth with. They're uh, they're like us. They're growing. Um a little bit different. They they re- they recap the, the shows every week. Um they'll they'll do each individual one. Crazy part about it is, is those guys get together on Saturday night and record for like five hours, and they re- recap every show throughout the week, and then they drop all those shows as they, you know, as the week goes on. And we've it's talked about trying show. to do a. It's called two marks and an, and an eagle. <laughs> yeah, you three marks and an eagle. Yeah, or I could just be the eagle. <laughs> well, look, three marks, an eagle, and bald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just had my hair cut today. I but there it. God dang it! <laughs> I was making a bald eagle reference. We've been talking about silver fox. You like show. that? There we go. That's better. <laughs> maybe doing a show with them, and we we basically told them that we were changing our concept. Or actually, they listened to the show and and changed the concept. And uh, they was like, "Well, why are you changing the concept?" And I was like, "Well, we're just trying to figure out if it's." Us that these crazy people are listening to are our our topics. So I don't know. We're, we're throwing we're spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> right, I understand. So all right, well we got we we got off the rail, which n- never fails. Right, we never stay on track. Does anybody Speaking else have tracks, any fantastic matches they want to talk tracks, about? <laughs> my favorite track of all time is Bad Street Atlanta, GA. Bad Street. You brought this on yourself. Hey, he got it in there, right? I did. I but you know how scatterbrained he is. He would have never remembered. I would have. I, I would have. Yeah, because I'll send him a text when I'm editing the show, and I go, man, this part right here. And he goes, remind me what we were talking about. I'm like, has it got a clue? Or what do you all say something about, man, that part, I died laughing. I was like, I wonder what part they're talking about. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't know how many times I've texted you and you, and I'll text you two words that was said that was really funny. You're going, huh? Yeah. That's all I get I'll back. have to call him and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's I'm like, not even convinced I'm really here. It's like the minute we walk out the door, brain fog. It's like the Will Smith. <laughs> from men and, well, men and hey, black. Easy. No, no, no. Alex, too early. Get we are a pro Chris Rock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will Smith is also the closer 
for the Atlanta Braves. Just saying. Yeah, and I don't I don't own alpacas, so I don't not have a <laughs> so. dog in this fight. <laughs> Good grief. So about that cha- title versus title at WrestleMania six, all right? Title versus title. Yeah. First time ever. First time ever. Ultimate Warrior takes down the icon. It's the worst thing that ever happened. Not for the Warrior. Was it though? He was never any hotter, never any bigger. Because they didn't know what to do with him. So That sounds familiar, doesn't it? It does. Like almost that was a show topic. Yeah. But see I can remember some things, all right? I was just thinking in general that they have people that they don't know what to do with. They obviously don't know what to do with Veer because he's been missing for six no, months. No, I think he just doesn't have GPS. I think that's Veer's problem. And they move. They, I mean, they're in five different cities a week. So have you seen that they filed a trademark for someone named Elton Prince? If that doesn't scream Elias. I love Elias. I've always loved him. I, I told yeah. you on this week that he had the If they killed his character... And getting him away from the music, why do you name him after Elton John and Prince? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Elton Brand and Prince Ali. Baba. Or Elton Brand from Duke and Tayshawn Prince from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to say both of you are wrong on that. You can't say that because you don't know. Well, are you in production meetings? (laughs) No. You don't know that. (laughs) I am gone from the house every day. You all think I go work for a roofing company, but you just never know. Oh, let me... Text Pat McAfee real right. quick. See if right. you're in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got Shane Taylor's. You know, I can ask Shane. <laughs> Let me ask. That's listen, the coolest thing. I'll ever. call up John Laurinaitis. I mean, of all the phone numbers <laughs> I have in my phone, the fact that I have Shane Taylor in my phone, that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. People power. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're we are flying through this, and we still have a lot of show left to go. So, do we have any more WrestleMania moments we want to talk about? I don't or? know. Do you have any more you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I talked about the greatest one ever with the, you know, Hogan and and under under or Ultimate Warrior. Why do I keep wanting to call him Undertaker? Because you're sad that that he wasn't the Undertaker. Uh, it would have been a terrible gimmick had he been the Undertaker. Um, see, and I think I don't know that it should be the greatest moment ever because it was the death of your hero. I know. I'm just I'm just saying. Actually, that. Greatest WrestleMania moment is when Macho Man wins the tournament. It was kind of a lame duck tournament. It was. It was. I'm just kidding. I think the greatest moment in WrestleMania history is when Donald Trump and Bobby Lashley shave Vince McMahon's head. <laughs> it would have been so much better if it had been the other way around, though. Well, Donald was not getting well, his head shaved. No. That, that's a topic, right? For a future show? Yeah. 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 Do you think we can get Donald what, on to what talk about that? if... Donald Trump really did have a toupee. We would have figured it out right then. Well, yeah. I don't know. He's been in some while he was running for presidency. Oh. He's been in some windy situations, and that ha- and that hair never came off. That is not a two. Now it money. is a fantabulous comb over, but it is not a two. That money talks though. With that kind of money, you can buy super glue that's going to stick for a long Look, time. Look, Bob Self has the best tube in the in the history of toupees, but uh, Donald Trump's was not a toupee. He's called it Toop. 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 <laughs> like he's part of a club. I feel, I feel like I we're mean, on Grown Ups making fun of Rob Snyder for saying maze. Maze. It's amazing. Maze. <laughs> Rob Schneider. That's a name you didn't think you were right here on a WrestleMania show. No. Hey. He's are, never been at WrestleMania. You are and more. So and more. I'm over here. 
and more. Hey, by the way, going to introduce a new segment next week. Oh, I was going to drop it here first. I mean, might as well, right? Sure. So wait, what do you want a drum roll? No, I don't think so. <sighs> Save the drum roll. You may want the drum roll later, and you can't have two drum rolls in one show. So you know how Jay Leno used to do his jaywalking when he'd be on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So occasionally we're going to do from the from corner to corner. Goes around the corner, and we're going to talk to, talk to the nation, the from corner to corner nation, around the corner. I love it. From corner to corner, around the corner. Wonderful. You're going to have a transmiss. You're going to have a transmitter. Excuse me, sir. I know what I am. <laughs> you're going to have a transmitter, like Bruce Arians says, and just walking around talking to people. I'll pee in the boys' bathroom. <laughs> Bruce Arians, Chewbacca. I yeah, totally said that before I even realized what it was. That'll that'll draw some ratings. Well, we just got cancel cultured. Woke, <laughs> woke in. He went from broken to woken. Delete, delete, delete. please. That's what we're gonna do this whole segment. Sean's got a delete. lot of editing to do. Delete. Good gosh. We're going back off the rails. There's You're a, supposed to be the driver of this shit. Right. Is there a WrestleMania? It caught, it, caught me, it caught me off guard. I just couldn't help it. I just had to say that. I will go down with this shit. <laughs> so. It's a good song. Do we want to pick the card now or do we want to you do our good song? Rushmore's? Bad Street Atlanta GA. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a singer. All three of them hey, guys have sung. Speaking so. of which. I still hold strong with the fact that I will sing Man, I Feel Like a Woman if Brock Lesnar ends the show Sunday night with both belts. Oh, so you remember that now. Because you had sent out a gift. Oh, I did. I, I and said, then he called, like, we talked to there, so he's like, why am I going to be singing Man, and I Feel Like a Woman? I did do that. I did and do I was that. like, when Brock Lesnar wins... And he goes, oh, yeah, I don't have to worry about doing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to worry about it. I just doubled down. I'm just doubling down. I think that and the Cody Rhodes thing are the two mo- – I mean, I know Stone Cold's coming back and Stone Cold's going to st- do Stone Cold things, but the whole weekend is based on what do they do with Roman and Brock and is Cody Rhodes going to be and the And we believe they're going to bookend – WrestleMania. 100%. So we think that we should find out Saturday at 8 o'clock if Cody's going to be there. If if Rollins' music hits, we're going to know right then that, that it's doing. If it doesn't hit, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be and, and what was it? what was it you said yesterday? Well, you, you asked if I would be more disappointed if it was Cody or if it wasn't Cody. Isn't that what you said? Mm-hmm. I think I'd be more disappointed if it wasn't Cody. He has no idea what he said. I can no, see no. it in his face. I know. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. For a man that remembers literally the time limit of a match from 1985 with Flair. But I don't and remember Rose. the primer cheek. I don't remember that. Because <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Yeah, you were negative. You were. <laughs> You're right. You might be an old school guy, but you don't remember Prime Iron Cheek. I don't. That's probably going to be my fantasy football name. Prime Iron Cheek, I think it ought to be. <laughs> we heard it here on the Front Corner to Corner podcast. Speaking of which, you got a sweet belt. Yeah. Are you going to be able to keep that? Uh, let's hope so. 
I told him I would let him touch it and see it. He did touch it. And then I'm taking it back home. Never to be seen from again. Probably not, because he's a terrible fantasy football player. That's the owner. He is not very good. <laughs> wow. We got to get our fantasy football. We got to get our fancy football <laughs> talk in because <laughs> fancy baseball is terrible. Well, I mean, just so you know, I do have the most championships in our league history. Just saying. Well, are we counting the championships when it was just you and somebody else playing back about and forth? Football? I mean, yes. They all count all the way back to 2005. 1983. When we hit, 1977, when we hit it, I was looking at the newspaper. We drafted people out of the newspapers. All right, come on. I used to listen to Paul Hart. Good grief. That's the rest of the story. Well, it's a good thing you all listen to the show most of the time because the rest of the people are going to turn it off and never listen to it ever again. All right. So, so what are we going to do? Are we going to do the card or are we going to do the rush? Let's rush more to end. Okay. All right, let's go through the card. Okay. Night one. Well, I do, just, do we want to keep score? I mean, are you going to write it down? Well, I can. I mean, do do we want to? I mean, we, we have it audioed. Well, that's that's true. I mean, I won't go back and listen, but you all can. <laughs> You'll forget it anyways. <laughs> it, it will be all new material to you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm like, that's the first time I've ever heard this. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I picked who? <laughs> right. Why would I do that? I didn't do that. All right. So... We'll start with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. He's no longer King Woods. Did you all see that? I did. He's Xavier Woods again. Uh, versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Pete Dunn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Butch. Bad. I, I, I think that's got Sheamus and uh, Ridge written on that. I would tend to agree. I also agree. Uh, Drew McIntyre with versus Happy Corbin with Big Cat Brown or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's Drew. I, or, I, why are we not done with that? Mad I mean, Cat Moss. Yeah, that's what I meant. Why, why, why are we not done with that? I, I mean, don't know. seriously. Yeah, it's that's, got Drew. That's, right that's, that's Drew. He's got to get his sword back. Is that what it is? They took his sword. Oh, Happy yeah. took his sword. Um, I wish he was sad again. Or lousy or whatever. When he, I agree. That, when he had the stain on his shirt. That was his best character. <laughs> going around. I swear that was his I best character. I actually prefer Constable Corbin. But Logan Paul and the Miz versus the Mysterios. It's got the Mysterios, right? Yeah. Mysterios. Do we see a Dominic Ray split? I, I I'm going to go opposite of that. I think Miz and because uh, the Mysterios don't seem to know how to end a storyline, so that's not over with yet. But I mean, I'm do go- we get to see an appearance of Lucha Logan? That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, he got the he got the. Mass taken back off of him. Yeah. So unless he's which is bring so disrespectful own. for a luchador, I cannot believe they did Lucha Logan that way. Revealed his face. Revealed his face. <laughs> no, no concern. Mm-mm. I mean, he had to earn that mask. You don't just get given one. You just don't go to Mask World and buy one. All right. He earned that. So we got the Usos versus Bouge and Nakamura. Usos. Usos. Aren't that. I mean, they're not losing that. I mean, no. Uh, Seth Rollins versus an opponent of Vince McMahon's choosing. We'll say, who do you think it's going to be? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. As of right now, Cody Rhodes. I'm going to go Shane McMahon, just to be different. I really think it's going to be Shane, Cody Rhodes, but I'm going to say Shane McMahon. I mean, I, I think it's a better chance of being Braun Breaker than Shane McMahon. I don't know. I agree. Who Braun- wins that match? Cody. Seth. I'm going to say Seth. 
I'm gonna say Shane. So I'm. So you're it, the it, only one thinking Cody. Yeah, but I will say if it's Cody, I think Cody wins. I, th- I think Cody has to win. Yeah. Um, you don't bring him back and pay him five million dollars a year. Apparently, like it's reported out there. False. For him, to Roman doesn't even. Brock barely makes five million a year. Yeah. He's not getting more than Brock money. No. Um, Steve Austin's appearance on the KO show, does that lead to a match? Will it be Saturday or is it a match on Sunday? I think it leads into a match on Sunday. Same. I think it opens the show on Saturday. Okay. And it leads into a match. Saturday or Sunday? On Sunday. I also think it leads to a match, but I think the match, the the KO show turns into a match. Yeah. Now, let let me ask you this. Is it still possible since they're in Texas that we get the JB the JBL the Undertaker the basically all of the Texas guys coming out there and just taking their turn kicking KO's tail? A couple weeks ago, I would have said yes. The way they built it up, I don't think it can. Yeah, yeah. I think it ends with the Texas guys coming down to the ring and doing a beer bash with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's how the show goes off the air. Yeah. I think there's a better chance of, as you said the other day, the Undertaker um, going against Seth than Shane. If it's not Cody, I can very well see it being an Undertaker, being a fairly short match because it's in Texas and he's just going to dominate. We're going to definitely see... The gong. Well, we can't see the gong. We're going to hear the gong. We're going to hear the gong. Yeah, when they announce the uh, Hall of Fame people come out. No, I think think other than that. Like, I think we're going to see, we're going to get an Undertaker appearance. Uh, Then we got Becky versus Bianca. Bianca gets a payoff, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know the best part of this story? If they don't give Bianca the payoff and the title, send her to that other place that we're not mentioning tonight. Here's, because they're done with her. Here's where I here's where I go with this. I think the storytelling they're doing with Becky Lynch right now is phenomenal. We've seen her rise all the way up to the top, get, from getting her nose smeared, becoming the man, uh, Becky two belts, like the the whole, and now we're seeing her like basically lose control, go insane, kind of thing. like. I think it's fantastic. I, I want to see where Beck, where Becky's character goes from here. Because I have Bianca win, and then I have Becky turn into the, like, I'll do anything to get this belt back. So, I, I, I too think Bianca wins. I think that's the payoff. And then what was teased as the main event for night one, Charlotte versus Ronda. I mean, it's going to be Ronda. I don't want it to be Ronda, but it's going to be Ronda. I agree. I think Charlotte keeps the belt. I think Charlotte keeps the belt, too. I think... Uh, Ronda says she's not going anywhere after WrestleMania. Like, she's going to stay around for a while. I don't believe that. Uh, I think Charlotte wins in a screwy way. I don't think it's clean by, by any means. But um, I'm not anticipating Ronda staying around for a while. And they already have her penciled in to face Becky next year at WrestleMania. Makes no sense. I mean. Who? Ronda. Oh. Do we get a Bailey come back and get interference in that match? I think Bailey has more chance of being interfering in a match on Sunday than she does on yeah. Saturday. Uh, but I would expect Oscar and or Bailey back at any moment. So that's Saturday. Sunday. Pat McAfee, Austin Theory. McAfee's winning that. Pat McAfee. 
I, I, I'll go with McAfee. I think Austin Theory wins, and he's getting ready to get pushed to the mid-card title, which apparently don't matter at this point. So, it, you know, might as well hold 24-7 title. But yeah. he's going to get pushed to, to the mid Well, the 24-7 champion gets more TV time than the Intercontinental Well, that's and just because they run out during matches. Yeah. Uh, they've actually been scheduling matches for them here lately. They have. So, I think Austin Theory is well on his way to superstardom. Uh, I like his gimmick. I like his look. I like I, I like him. So, I can I can I mean I can see him. I think that. that is a very good match. It's yeah, that's definitely going to be an underrated match. People very good match. Overlook that. You're going when we talk about WrestleMania for the next couple of weeks, that's going to be a match we're going to come back to and be like, "Man, that was a really good match." If anybody remembers him wrestling against Adam Cole, you know, that was one of those, "Oh my gosh, he is really athletic. He right. didn't just kick the ball. He's really athletic. Well, and he said before that his dream was to always be a professional wrestler. The first purchase he made when he got drafted in the NFL was he bought a wrestling ring. So his his goal was to always be a pro wrestler. Uh, I almost call this the worst match on the card, but I'm not yet because then I saw the match that was above it. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. It's got Omos written all over it. I mean, the silence tells you all you need to know about that match. I mean, <laughs> you know what? You want to know the honest truth about it? It scares me that they just brought Bobby back off of this injury against a guy that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't think Omos realizes how strong he actually is, and I'm afraid he's going to hurt Bobby bad. Well, did any of y'all see the interaction they had on Raw Monday? Yes. I thought Bobby Lashley was a big man. And I didn't realize how big Omos was because he was teamed with AJ Styles, okay? Right. All four of us at this table are at least as tall as AJ Styles, if not taller. Right. So I was like, that's a, you know, Bobby Lashley, though. Bobby Lashley's a big man. He stood in front by Omos, and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm not sure how Bobby Lashley can do any of his moves to him. And I think, um, you know, Vince's fascination with big guys, I think Omos wins. Omos probably going to continue the streak for a little while and see where they go with him on that. They're going to try to create him as an indestructible force until somebody comes along and beats him that shouldn't beat him like a Rey Mysterio. Commander or, Aziz? Like, uh, <laughs> he's already beat him. Yeah, he did. I mean, like, you know, well, like, like they did with Big Show and... and uh, Braun? No. I was thinking Rey Mysterio when he beat the Big Show, you know. I mean, it's like... Once he once he did that, that kind of... So I was going to say that was the worst match on the card. And then I was wrong. Uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn is by far the worst match on the card. That's terrible. And Johnny, Johnny Knoxville is going to win. Which is why they took the Intercontinental title off of Sami Zayn. Right. Yes. Because yeah. Johnny Knoxville is going to beat him. And, and, and I actually said the moment that Ricochet won the Intercontinental title that... That just tells you Johnny Knoxville's going to win. Ricochet's not even wrestling, though, is he? Uh, he defends the title on SmackDown. The sm- WrestleMania SmackDown. And the Battle Royal is on SmackDown, and that's yes, where Finn Balor is. I saw that, too. Johnny Knoxville's going to do some... St- like, I can only imagine the stupid stuff that's going to happen during this match. Is it a no holds Any, Anything goes match. Oh, Will you yeah. think Steve-O and the boys come out? One million percent. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. They and, and they will do some like it'll be some stupid. You know spot. the worst part about it is that match is going to probably go way longer than what it needs to. Oh yeah, just so they can get all those spots in. Maybe the best match of the entire weekend: Edge versus AJ Styles. It'll it'll be good. I don't think it's the best match of the weekend. 
You don't think so? No. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to top. They're going to try to steal the show. Both of those guys. I look for that match to open up Sunday. That's what I would do. I'm surprised they didn't put it before the main event on Saturday. I think AJ Styles wins. I also think AJ Styles. Because I think AJ Styles is the next face. I think it's AJ Styles also because he he was he was in the uh, movie match with Taker, and now he's like, okay, if I'm going to be in this retirement match, is what I'm calling it, with Edge, then I want to go. I want to win this. And take him out. Do you think this is Edge's last match? I think this is Edge's last match. He does too. This is going to hurt him because he's got a little more title run. Yeah, you want Edge to win this and have the title run. And and don't get me wrong, I would love to see that happen because he does deserve to have that title with him one more time because it was, you know, he had to give it away after he was hurt and had to retire the first time around. I think this is it. Well, I'm going off the rails with you guys here. I'm picking Edge to win this match. I do not believe that it's a retirement match, and I do not believe that AJ wins this match. You also believe that the, that the demon was going to be at WrestleMania. Well, is it my fault that <laughs> WWE screws up the booking? He remembered that one too. Yep. Because I told him. I was like, the demon's not going to be at WrestleMania. If Edge wins, will you sing his theme song next week's show? 100%. You heard it. So, we're... We're definitely getting a song next week. <laughs> We're definitely getting a song, one way or another. Queen Zelina and Carmella, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, Fatal Four or Four Way for the women's tag titles. Are they making a sandwich? <laughs> That's, it's bad. Then I don't care. It's bad. Well, they're losing the belts. They are losing the belts. I'm gonna say them again. Zelina and Carmella. They're not. See, they're it's going to be Liv and Rhea. I think it's going to be Sasha Banks and Bailey. I think Bailey comes back, takes out Naomi, and we get Sasha Banks and Bailey. They're so wow. good together. I like that. So you're putting Bailey as a face again, then? No, I mean they're going to take out they're Naomi, so that's going to make them a heel. Yeah. So they just did the same thing, almost in NXT. You know, they put Dakota Kai and Rachel Gonzalez or Cal Gonzalez, to back together, that would make sense that they would do the same thing on the I like roster. that. I'm rooting for that. Oh, yeah. That I'm, would be I'm, the best part of that yeah, match yeah. if that yeah. happens. I'm rooting for that And right that's there. the way – I think that's an easy way to bring Bailey back in. But if they don't bring Bailey back in, I agree, it's probably Rhea I, and I, Liv. If Bailey doesn't come back, you're right. It's going to be Liv and Rhea. Because so I really think they want to put a belt on Liv Morgan. Right, exactly. And see how that goes. I I'm so disappointed in Rhea Ripley. Like it's, but is it really her it, fault? It's not her fault. fault. She's not that good, though. She's better than Becky. Oh, oh, oh! That's, that's a hot oh. take, but I do oh. like it. I do like that hot take. Man, if we she's had extreme, somebody here filming right now, she's extremely strong too. You know, she's really strong. She is. We got RK Bro, who, by the way, that's fantastic. They're doing fantastic work. I yes, love RK Bro. I thought the other week we were going to get a Randy Orton turn when he threw the party for uh, when Randy gets all excited, fired up, and you got you got Riddle. It's like Randy, 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 and then and then you got Montez. It sets. He's like nobody talks to Randy that way. And I was like, 
Riddle's so good. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know that they realized what they had with Riddle when he was in NXT. Yeah. He, he's so I good. really don't know if they I knew just wish that. I he'd put boots on. Because yeah. I think back. COVID to, toes. We've talked about this. <laughs> I think back to Chris Hero. He was, sorry, excuse me. Cassius Ono in NXT putting his big toe, in, putting Riddle's big toe in his mouth. And I'm like, oh. Like, think about all the gross stuff that's in the ring. And you're barefoot. Put some boots on, man. They, but, got, they got another one on the hot track. I mean, but in Rusev. NXT come to the main roster. Yeah, another one of the Usos. The, yeah, the other Uso um, wrestles uh, barefooted too. But I will say. Eight up foot. I would say that Rusev's career went down the toilet when he put boots on. He was barefoot. He's U.S. champion. Put <laughs> boots on. He's future endeavored. Um, <laughs> so who wins that match? You got RK Bro, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. They're, I think the Street Profits win that match. I think we're, I think we're seeing a Street Profit heel turn. Right. But I also think we're seeing a Bianca heel turn too, like heelish. I don't know that she'll go full blown heel, but I think we're seeing a heelish turn. Yeah, I, I think the Street Profits win that, and that will continue on with RK Bro. After the fact. Uh, shoosh. I hope we just get a shoosh from Chad Gable. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Hey, spe- speaking of, I mean, Chad Gable's doing good stuff right now, too. Yeah. It just goes to show you how good Chad Gable is. But I'm is. telling you, they are 100% missing the Alpha Academy. He needs more people. I would put the, the Gable Stevenson dude with him that just come from the Olympics. Absolutely. You could yeah. put you could uh, put the you, you he was almost the opponent for Omos. Did you know that? That if Bobby Lashley hadn't been cleared, Gable Stevenson was going to be the opponent for Omos. Because that's who we want to throw a guy in that's never been in a pro wrestling ring in with Omos. Because Omos is so good and right. such a technical <laughs> wrestler. Well, they could have just bumped each other for a little yeah. bit, you know. I mean, you realize that Gable Stevenson's only this tall. Like Rey Mysterio height. As he holds his hand up mid height in the room. On a podcast that right. you know it's not visual, right? Which is why I threw the Rey Mysterio line in. So yeah, like we man type, like he's there's a there's a, there's a jackass reference, right? Uh, but I think RK Bro retains. I do too. I think Street Profits. So Street Profits, RK Bro. All right, and then the main event of the most stupendous WrestleMania <laughs> ever, two nights stupendously. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. In the man I feel like a woman match, right? Man, I feel that like is, a woman that's match. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> I'm just going to say, man, I feel like a woman. I think Brock wins. I think Brock wins because it's the ultimate WWE thing to do. Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, well, there's definitely a chance. There's not a chance. There's a chance. There, I mean, it's going to be a great match. It's WWE. Match. There's always a chance. But we're talking about a star that they've built and, in and, Roman Reigns. And we've talked about Brock gets what Brock wants. Brock's not going to win. Look. Now, I will. I, I have said that I could see it because it's not anything goes, right? It's just a, it's just how to you. I could see it ending screwy and being a disqualification of some sort and, and them keeping their own belts. But Brock doesn't walk out with both belts. Roman either walks out with both belts or it's some sort of wonky disqualification. What if Paul Heyman turns again and turns back to Brock? I don't think he is. No. I, I don't think so either. We, we don't want a big show Paul Heyman. 
you're, you're, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. You're, I just really want to hear you make, sing, man. I feel then like a ask. woman. But, uh, no. That's all I, you got to do. <laughs> I think Roman keeps it. I think we are headed towards a Roman versus Rock thing next to WrestleMania. And I mean, what about that video I sent you guys the other day? Would that not be cool as all get out if the Rock's music hits at the end of the night? Well, so I saw, did, Jimmy, did anybody see Roman on Jimmy Fallon? No. no, I didn't. He said that they asked him. He said, "So after Sunday at WrestleMania, what are we going to see?" He's like, "Me with both belts." And Jimmy's like, "I agree." He said, "It's time for this chapter to close. I'm, I'm. It's time to move past Brock Lesnar. It's time for me to prove that I'm the greatest modern day world champion of all time, and there's nobody even remotely on my level." I paraphrased. I may have added words. That's essentially what he said. If that doesn't scream Rock, WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood, nothing does. I've had this thought for a while. I haven't talked to you all about it, but I think they're trying to get as much time out of Roman Reigns as possible. They're riding it as long as they can. He's He's been out twice with leukemia. They're trying to get as much time with him as possible. That's why the Usos won't lose the belts. They'll they'll ride the Bloodline, um, which is a great faction, by the way. Um, it's it needs to be bigger too. It does need to be bigger, um, and and they might be you know with the other Uso in NXT, there might be another one coming you know within the next you know six months or so. But they're they're riding as much time with him as possible because they just don't know when that could hit again. And it will it, it will have to change everything at a, at a snap of a finger. Well, I had told you all. Oh, I, I I think I've told you all. I definitely told Sean that I would have Roman win. He would open the show Monday and say, "Hold up the world title," and throw it down and say, "This belt means nothing to me. I don't want this belt. The belt on my shoulder is the belt that matters. I'm the universal champion. I'm the universal champion." And my title is the title that's important. I don't want this. And that's how they get... Because I think they're still going to keep two titles. I don't think they're unifying the belts. Do you not think that they come out with a new belt for him? I do not. A new Uh, glorious belt? They could. But I think Vince is pretty proud of the the universal title. I don't think he's going to... Which I think is hideous looking. Um, But I I think think both those belts are hideous looking. I I can also see a scenario where if it is Cody... Cody comes down because he's got the tribal chief, and you know he's talking about how the bloodline and his family is important. Cody comes down and talks about how important his family was to pro wrestling, and we got a we got an automatic Cody versus Roman. Feud. How there's no tribal chief without the Rhodes family, right? <laughs> Funny, uh, Dustin just um, hurt himself. Did he? Um, last week, week before. Why are you looking at the AEW guy like? I mean, he's, he's, so, Bless me. Hmm. family, and he shows has, up too. He has made statements that uh, he was happy where he is. He didn't plan on going anywhere. He which has. is coach speak for I might go somewhere. That's, you, know, <laughs> you, you don't make like when I, coaches come I out. I'm not going to Alabama right <laughs> tomorrow. I like to thank the University of Alabama for. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, because Nick Saban, when he was in Miami, was like, "I am not. I'm the Miami Dolphins head coach. I am not going to Alabama." And then. 24 hours later, roll time! <laughs> roll time! He almost, he almost picked up a Brian Kelly, like Louisiana accent, yeah. overnight. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> All right, there's the card. You heard it. All right.
we're running close on time there for you, Neil. So we'll try to run through this uh, well, we, rush more. We got time. We'll rush through the rush more. Let's not rush through it. Let's give it to. Let's give it time. So let's marinate on it. It'll be amazing. Amazing. That's gonna be Adam's new thing. You know, amazing. You know what else is amazing? What? Bad Street Atlanta, GA. <laughs> I will not remind him of this next week. I promise you. That's three. It yeah. counts up to three now. Yeah. You're two shows ahead. Adam will text me, though, and be like, you haven't done Bad Street yet. <laughs> <laughs> or make in sure, the middle of the show, it'll be like, have you taken Bad Street? All right. Well, I got my Rushmore ready. I got mine ready. You got yours ready? Yep. Let's start with drum roll. Red Claws! All right, so I had to write down a bunch. Um, well, you only get four. Uh, that's right. That's the rule. That's that right. is how Rushmore the, the, works. The other ones are come back. Honorable mentions. Uh, honorable mentions. He's like, 4A and 4B <laughs> and 3A and 3B. I couldn't Listen. decide, so I put three and Listen. <laughs> I can use the phrase, it's my podcast. I'll change the rules if I want to. All right? You're just a guest currently. This is true. Um, all right, so number four, I'm going to say, was WrestleMania six. And it's when the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine came out in the pink Cadillac as Rhythm and Blues with Jimmy Hart up in the back. I think we have a love connection. We might have a match. <laughs> My mind is really blown right now. <laughs> I did too, because I, I thought you said he didn't have anything past He told me he didn't. I, it, it, it may have been, I may be wrong about this, but I think it was the first time they used a full-size car to come in, to come to the ring win, and I just thought it was fantastic. Well, the most fantastic part about that is that DDP was the one driving the pink Cadillac. Fun fact for you guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's my number four. All right. Adam? My number four, WrestleMania 32. Rock comes out with a flamethrower. I told you. How, how I told could you, you was not? How could you not? <laughs> it's a flamethrower. <laughs> you te- are you telling me, Sean? If your name was out there and you have a flamethrower, that's not going to be cool. I mean, I didn't say it wasn't cool, but one of the four best ever. It's a flamethrower. Oh, I love the Rock. That was the cheesiest moment ever of The Rock. Of course, the two old guys are going to say the flamethrower's not cool. Neil, come on. It wasn't cool. I'm sorry. It's a flamethrower. Well, what's really funny is the fact that yesterday he goes, well, you know one of them's going to have The Rock and the flamethrower on their list. I'm going to have the flamethrower every time. Oh, my gosh. All right, your turn. Uh, my number four is from WrestleMania... I didn't write down the WrestleMania numbers. I think it was WrestleMania 7 when King Savage and, uh, not King Booker, King Savage and Sensational Sherry get carried to the ring and the, like, the royal chariot or whatever you you want to call it. Yeah. So that that was my number four. They didn't have a flamethrower. My number four. I don't know that they existed back when that match was done. (laughs) Comes from WrestleMania 9. And it is during the intro of the show. And it's Bobby the Brain Heenan coming in riding a camel backwards. <laughs> and that was when they was at Caesar's Palace. Caesar's right? Palace. And he famously says, 
how do I get off this damn thing? <laughs> and it turns into the most glorious And then moments. followed him all the way to the ring. Right. It was hilarious. Yeah. So... You would have known he put Bobby Heenan somewhere. Well, if he didn't, I was going to. That, yeah. that that was we, we we discussed whether or not we was putting Bobby Heenan on there or not. So Bobby Heenan, that's pretty good. Four. Awesome. Wes, your number three. My number three, WrestleMania thirty two. And I don't care what you say, but when they put a box of cereal that's fifteen foot high and it tips over, whether they're in that cereal box or not, for real. And all the cereal dips uh, falls out onto the stage, and the, and the and the new day comes rolling out of there with their trombones and the bootios and the bootios. I, I just thought it was fantastic. I think it was one of the most more hilarious entrances. I Do you think it's in the box? I, I think they're I think they're what made the box tip over. I really do. I think they were in the box. I mean, I could easily see that there was a door in the back of the box, but what do you think? Because it took them or a while. Come I, think, I think we're going to talk about cereal being cool, but we're not going to talk about a flamethrower. That just made rock so Hollywood, and it was, you know. But that's what he is. It's a gimmick. No. I digress. So what's your number three? My number three. I only imagine what this going to be. WrestleMania 30, Triple H comes out in the gold gear, the King of Kings look, looking like a stud. Did I redeem myself? Solid. All right. Definitely solid. Because that's his same one. <laughs> it's, I knew it would be on his list. I knew it would. Look, let me tell you. It was only until today that I made the decision for all four of mine not to be Triple H in honor of his retirement. Well, like, I literally... You can do um, that. Yeah. You I'm, can do a Mount Rushmore of Triple H entrances alone. Yep. And, and just WrestleMania entrances. Yes. Right. Yes. My number three is... When JBL comes out and it's raining $100 bills with JBL's face on it. I have that one written down. That one was That's fantastic. JBL is like a, an underrated guy for the time that he was that character, right? I mean, of course, he went through several different changes and was great in all of them. Obviously, JBL's character was the best of all of them. He was a phenomenal heel and a very solid wrestler. Right. So, but yeah, that was that was my number three. It was the JBL makes it rain. My number three, I just had to make a quick adjustment because my number three was Rhythm and Blues, Pink <laughs> <in> Cadillac, <laughs> because I didn't think anybody else would choose it. Because somebody said they didn't have anything older than 2000. <laughs> so, I had to make a quick adjustment. It would have been, it was honorable mention on my list anyway, but it's WrestleMania 24. It's Ric Flair retirement. Uh, the the long walk, the rope. I stole it from him. Fantastic. Just you know, he donated the rope to the to the Smithsonian. Don't know if y'all know that or not, but uh, just I think probably one of his. You know, the butterfly robe gets all the all the recognition. I think it's probably one of my favorite robes. Just you know, he got it was the long walkway. It was outdoors, fireworks, the whole deal. And of course, it's my hand cramps because I'm talking about Ric Flair. So it's WrestleMania 24. It's Ric Flair. Solid. Solid, solid. Well, you did feel it because that's my number two. When he turns around and he and, um, or, you know, Orlando's in background and they've got the WrestleMania up on the steeple, you know, written up and down and all the fireworks are going off and he does his turn, you just kind of 
it I mean, it brings a tear <laughs> to my eye. <laughs> Somebody cut an onion. <laughs> but that was my no, yeah, that was my number two, and of course you'd have to go right before me. Well, yeah. you should have still read the blues. <laughs> <laughs> I think you looked off my list. I think Wes got more old school in him than, uh, <laughs> I need than, to, than we thought. I, need I mean, he my, is prime iron cheek. Prime iron cheek. But I, I, I can't. But I'm just gonna say this right now. When you make that change in on your fantasy football team name, I can't wait for the first person to go. Can, huh? Can you just call it? They're gonna go. Who's the Iron Sheik? Can you call it just Hulk Hogan's a jabroni <laughs> with a picture yes. of the Iron Sheik? <laughs> the funny thing is, it's probably gonna be Spencer, and he he's too nice of a guy to call anybody out like that. He'll ask me at work tomorrow. What in the world's Wes's team name about Iron Sheik? <laughs> number two, my number two, WrestleMania twenty, Undertaker returns from the dead. He is buried alive. He comes back WrestleMania he twenty. Come back numerous times from the dead. But this was the one where all the hands were coming up out yes. of. Yes, it. it was almost on my list. That was a solid one for sure. Solid. I mean, Undertaker's another one that you could have a whole yep. rush more of his. Well, I think he's still walking to the ring from last year. <laughs> we can catch it back again. <laughs> Your number two, Sean. My number two is the Triple H King of Kings. I think that was his best entrance of all of them. I mean, he he rode the tri, uh, tricycle in basically with Stephanie that one year, the, the three wheel motorcycle, whatever you call them things. He did I just picture <laughs> <laughs> One of the red radio flyer <laughs> tosses. <laughs> that's a riddle thing. Um, he did that. Uh, Maybe that should be your fantasy football. <laughs> Triple H's tricycle. <laughs> I think we found the theme for our names this next year. The uh, uh, Terminator yeah. outfit. I mean, he had so many great ones. But yeah, that's my number two is the King of Kings. My number two comes from WrestleMania 12. It's Shawn Michaels. It's a zip line. I mean, we're talking about Mr. WrestleMania, and it's like, you, you got the Vince McMahon call. It's like, where? oh, look up in the rafters, and you got him, you know, coming down. And then, you know, you go on and have the Iron Man match with the overtime. He wins. Boyhood dream. Wes is crying. Vince McMahon was an underrated announcer, right? Vince McMahon's good at about everything he does. Yeah. Mine is creative most yeah. of the time. So, number two, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12. I like it. Well, since it's already been said twice, it might as well be said a third time. My number one is Triple H's uh, WrestleMania 30. <laughs> I think the main reason is he comes out in all gold. You know, it's all gold and everything like that. He, his, his helmet is fantastic with the whole Kings of Kings. But, you know, with the skeleton, he takes it off. He He's not... And he takes it off, and I don't, I can't remember how long he'd been um, basically buzzed head, but he doesn't have his long hair. He's buzzed head. He is there for business. Um, and I, I, he that, means business. And not only that, I thought he was about to pick up. And honest, only, honestly, thought he was going to go with how great Alexa Bliss looked in well, the background. Well, I was just getting ready to say, you didn't give him time. I, I, I just realized the other day that Charlotte, Sasha, and Alexa Bliss were the three girls around. I was like, 
I, I don't I don't know why I didn't it didn't dawn on me till the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, because they you know, weren't superstars just, until after you that. You talk about foreshadowing, you know, you know that's it's just kind of like okay, these three are going to be big time eventually, and so that all entailing, um, I just think that was the number one. Injury. My number one, Neil stole it. HBK coming on a zipline. That's right. I've got a zipline and a flamethrower in my top four. A zipline? Go on. Oh, Neil was right. Neil stole it. Right, yes. I usually am right. Never mind. Veer! <laughs> my number one. Veer's coming. Veer's coming. Is April 4th? Yeah. It hasn't even happened yet, but it Veer's WrestleMania entrance this weekend is going to be the greatest. He's going to be Seth Rollins' opponent. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on, time out before you finish. If Monday night, if that's when he debuts, if they don't do the Undertaker, he's here before Veer comes out. (laughs) They have missed a golden opportunity. Was was he the one? Or was it Shane McMahon that I told you that if they're the opponent, that I will never watch wrestling ever again? It was Shane McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I I told him. I said, if Shane McMahon is the opponent for Seth Rollins, I'm done watching WWE forever. My number one is the John Cena racing through the streets in his Camaro slash Mustang, whatever the heck it was. Bust through the glass, comes up, and the car just sits there, and everybody's like, "What the heck's going on?" And then all of a sudden, you hear the hear music, and he, and he gets out and comes out around. I, that that to me, and John Cena has a bunch too. The one where he had the uh, all the, guys. All the clones yep, yep. was a great one as well. But I love the the car one because like it just comes on as like he's driving for like twenty minutes is what it feels like all through the city, and then all of a sudden. Pulls into the well. So, my number one. Since it's already been said three times, <laughs> I'm not going to make it a fourth. My number one is iconic for other reasons. I went with WrestleMania 13, Steve Austin, and it's the first time we get the glass shatter. With his entrance. And because there was a glass in front of the walkway. And it has Austin 316 on it. It shatters. His music hits. He walks out. Double turn happens. The rest is history. We're off to the races at that point. But it becomes such an iconic part of who he became because of that. Yeah. So my number one, WrestleMania 13. The glass shatter wasn't a part of his music prior to that, not. right? It was not. It, 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 it got added at that point. Yeah. Which was a phenomenal addition to because, that. Well, and you know, you you see all the things on Facebook and stuff all the time about uh, you know, a kid tells his teacher, I can I can hear pictures. And they're like, You can't hear pictures and it's a picture of ninety seven, ninety eight Steve Austin coming out and like still to this day I can hear the glass shattering and the roof blowing off the place. Right. Because you knew every Monday night raw Stone Cold Steve Austin was closing down the show. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, solid way to wrap up the show. I mean, guys, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. I, it, it was fun. I knew that we'd be a lot of laughing and cackling and side street hustling. Oh, I set him up and he just dropped the ball. Drop the ball. I didn't drop the ball. We hope you guys enjoy this. 
next week, we're going to officially start off our new format where we're basically doing what we did tonight, do the main topic and then end it with a Rushmore. And uh, I'm really pumped for WrestleMania. And I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not Cody Rhodes. And three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I told you it was a work. But at this point, I'm all in on it. And if it's not Cody Rhodes, I'm going to be disappointed. Wait, was that an AEW reference? Nope. Okay. And if it is Shane McMahon, I promise you, I will never watch WWE ever again. So you would say Sean Copper is all elite? I didn't say I would watch that either. (laughs) (laughs) I just quit watching wrestling. We'll talk about fantasy baseball on this show every week. And give Bachelor recaps. Well, yeah, it's been nice knowing you. I, I don't watch this podcast. So, anybody else got anything they want to say? I don't think so. All right. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends. Bad Street Atlanta, GA! up today's episode we want to say thanks to all of our listeners without you none of this is possible if you haven't had a chance yet please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform make sure to check us out on facebook at from corner to corner on twitter at corner to corner pc and on tiktok at from corner to corner you can always reach us on facebook or on email corner to corner pc at gmail.com We love you all and we'll see you next time.